0: Hello and welcome to the second unit with me, Freddie, and Meg. Hello. Um today's film, today's bit of bit of homework that Meg set me to watch was When Harry Met Sally. Uh which which oh Meg, I loved it.
1: Hey. I it was so good. I Hallelujah. You, you did you
0: did you did a good one. You did a good I one. I, you'd I like it. I liked it. I liked it so much. In fact, I thought just to sort of remind myself um, with uh, of some of the trash you've suggested in the past, um, I went through and looked at all our previous episodes and just to see where it ranked. Because I thought I thought this could be the best one yet, um, and I think I I liked it as much as if not a little more. I can't quite tell which is better of the two, but this or Whitnail and I a hmm. uh, 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 close in my book but then I saw that we did Repulsion but that was my pick so I don't know if that counts cause...
1: <laughs> but, yeah.
0: Yeah. also I was thinking the other day um, yep. uh, a way we could structure this uh, podcast because the, the the usual jobby apart from that Repulsion episode is Meg suggests a film, we watch it and it's a film Meg's seen before and Meg really mm-hmm. likes, it's a film I've never seen before so um, and we've always done that apart from that one propulsion episode this could be season one of the second unit at some point we go to season two of the second unit and it's all filmed. i'm saying so yeah maybe at some point we do like a hard bam and then it's all me for like the next sort of 20 or, or whatever yeah, let's do that. that could be that could be fun couldn't it <laughs> yeah. um but anyway when harry met sally um really good really 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 good i thought it was um really funny really really funny uh um, oh,
1: this film like makes me smile so much i can't not yeah. laugh
0: billy crystal is is a very very funny uh guy um which it's it's our this is our second film directed by rob reiner cause we already did the uh princess bride yeah and he billy crystal was also in that Um, And I think that, apart from Monsters, Inc., which I know and love and have seen millions of times, I think Princess Bride was the only other thing I'd seen Billy Crystal in, and now I've seen him in this. and It's it's three for three. I'm a Billy Crystal fan. I can say that with firm confidence.
1: I don't think this film could have worked if it wasn't for Billy Crystal. Yeah. He sells it. Yeah. The film... Like, on the surface level, you'd think it's a film exploring whether men and women can be friends, but that's not what it's about at all. It's about whether, whether people these can emotionally women can change,
0: is what right, it's about, that.
1: because he never had the intention of being a friend. Like, he's, no. he's he's a bit of a crook, isn't he? He's not a likeable Ooh, yeah. character. If it was anyone but Billy Crystal, there would be nothing to like in his character. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's... It has to be Billy Crystal to play this role. And um, if they ever yeah. remake it, I'll be furious.
0: Well, I, I was I was thinking about that, because uh, just, just to run through the, the plot real quick, which will be real quick, because it's mainly just conversations between these two characters. So it's, mm. just, it's just two characters getting to know each other for for an hour and a half or 12 years, because that's how long the film to spans over. it's It's their first encounter, where they do a little road trip together, and they kind of hate each other and then it's their second encounter where they run into each other at an airport five years later and they're like oh
1: yeah i remember you
0: and then it's their third encounter five years after that and that's when they sort of finally become friends their first two encounters they really don't sort of like each other by the end of it but then they become friends and then they're like sort of best friends and all their friends are saying it's weird that you two aren't together because you're best friends and then eventually after like another sort of two years of being friends they're like yeah it finally happens it's good it's it's a it's really fun to watch their sort of i guess a sort of a sort of ross and rachel will they won't they but you know with with good writing <laughs> um, yeah
1: the writing is what sells this film as well i love that it's just conversations. conversation so not much happens in a film at all <laughs> it's just no, people like, talking it's
0: just just people talking and then sort of pivoting around sort of things like like one of them's getting married or one of them's getting divorced and then, and then they sleep together at sort of like two-thirds way through the film and they're dealing with that. It's all sort of conversations around these topics, but the film is just conversations. I thought it was uh, very similar in a way to uh, the before trilogy. Have you seen that? Before Sunrise, Before Sunset and Before Midnight?
1: No.
0: That is, Do you know, are you aware of it? No. It's um Richard Richard Linklater, I think the guy that did Boyhood. Do you know Boyhood?
1: I have not seen Boyhood.
0: Are you aware of Boyhood? Yes. I'd say that's his most sort of famous. Is that one where he shot it over like twelve years with the same actor. Yeah. So it's I'm a aware coming of I age seen film. It, so. Yeah, it's a coming of age film, but he's he's coming of age in front of your very eyes. Well, uh, the before. Uh, trilogy is sort of similar in in concept. It's three films, one was in like the nineties, and one was in the two thousands, and I think the most recent and I think last one came out in twenty thirteen or something. And all three is Ethan Hawke, and I think her name's Julie Delpy. Um,
1: oh, I've seen stills from this film. It looks very pretty. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It's essentially each three film these three of these films is just those two walking around, talking to each other. The third mm. one is, is a bit more um, than that. So it's just these same two characters at three different points in their relationship. Um, so they meet for the first time and then quite similar to When Harry Met Sally, um, between the first and the second one, uh, they haven't seen each other. And that's their second meeting, it's the second film. Like, sort of ten years later, or five years mm. later, and then the third one is they did get married after the second one. And then it's like them with kids and sort of the relationship's a little rocky, but they're good. I do, I do, I do recommend them. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe that will be in season two if you haven't seen it then. Um, or even boyhood. Um, I don't know yeah. if I like boyhood, but it's always good to, to, to talk about things. You don't know if you liked because there's to talk about, um, but essentially those three films, uh, they, they work. Because it's the same characters and you're seeing them progress. And so when Harry met Sally is sort of quite similar in context where it's sort of smushed that down, and instead of waiting ten years between films, they just changed Billy Crystal's hair and Meg yeah. Ryan's hair, which works for for, for Billy Crystal at least. I, Meg Ryan seemed not to age, but Billy Crystal, I thought, you see that first one where they're supposed to have just finished university. I, I almost buy that. You know, it's not as bad as Tobey Maguire playing Spider-Man, but it's <laughs> it's, it's it's bordering on he looks like he might be too old for this. But then yeah. he does look sort of really five years older in the second one, and he does then look even five years older in that one, which is amazing what a bit of a hairline adjustment and a beard can do for your age. <laughs> um, but may Ryan just goes from, like, long hair, short hair, straight hair. Hell Yeah. I liked
1: um, Beard I Billy, Crystal. Billy Crystal, was my favourite Billy Crystal.
0: that's the iconic Billy Crystal, yeah. I think, isn't Man it? It's the beard.
1: Yeah. Um, I think, like, having. Because it is quite clearly in like three stages, isn't it? A stage where yeah. they're like strangers and dislike each other, friends, and then to lovers. I really, yeah. really love how the seasons represent it in the film, in the background. So like New York mm. is famous for like around the nineteen eighties when rom coms really started like pushing pressure on cinema, like New York was one of those places. Like how many rom coms are centered in New York? You got you've got mm. Mail, you've got Sex and the City is a whole oh God, damn mm. show about it. Um, mm. but I loved any that, of Woody like, Allen's um, films. Yeah, any of Woody Allen's films. There's just so many, and like there's um a moment when they've like they've been friends for a while, and it's quite obvious they're just friends. They're really close but it's platonic and when it becomes autumn and they're walking together they go to a museum and they just look slightly too uncomfortably long at each other where like Mm. it's a really really subtle boundary pushing yeah but it's like something that's like i've just really like loved that evolution and like (laughs) i thought it was really satisfying that their resolve was in winter of New Year's when they became a couple because autumn is obviously a season of change and it's at that moment where their relationship kind of starts to blur from friends to lovers and then in winter, it's solidified. It's like the solution to the problem. So I loved that seasonal representation.
0: Mm, Yeah, because there's there's two New Year's in the film. The first one, there's uh, this moment where they're like it's it's almost like a minute long shot of them just dancing, not talking to each other, and they're spinning around. The camera's staying still, so you see their face. You see like Billy Crystal's face then, Billy yeah, White's face then Billy Crystal's face, and you see their sort of expression change with each time you see them. Um, which I, it must be sort of a pretty fun and easy scene to direct, just imagine Rob Reiner going, (laughs) all right, next time your face comes around, you're sort of shocked and then you're a little scared and then you're like, oh, what is this? And then you got your eyes closed and then you're happy. And then, you know, you can sort of imagine him talking them through the emotions they're supposed to be going through and you see it and you can totally read it. And I think that is, sure, Billy Crystal's really funny and and Meg Ryan's very charismatic in this but i think the best acting in this film are those moments of sort of electricity between them because you can really really feel yeah it without them saying a word and just like you said looking at each other a little too long and it really works and it's really good and like uh it absolutely speaks to the to the big schmaltzy lovey-dovey little boy in me <laughs> i thought it was great it it and it's got a great payoff and it's a shame that the payoff is so great because it's so great that, of course, I was already aware of it and i have already seen that last scene and I'd already knew his speech um, at the end because it's too famous. You know, that and her fake orgasm in the, in the restaurant. But... Rob
1: Reiner taught her how to do that. <laughs> There's also that bit where, you know, she calls him up and she's like, oh, he's getting married. And, like, they yeah. kiss him on the lips, but, like, it's not a moment... It... Ross and Rachel moment where you're like, oh my god, they are him. It happens, mm. but it's so natural. It took me a moment to register that. That's not a comfortable thing for them to be doing.
0: Yeah, they because... do a friend kiss, and you're like, oh, they did a friend kiss, and you're like, wait, what's a friend kiss? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just so natural. <laughs> wait a like... second.
0: It's all happening.
1: Ah! Um... And
0: they sleep together, and you... <laughs> it's it's funny how they're, they're never sort of maybe apart from that that bit of somewhere where they're dancing and you can see that they're both sort of thinking oh is there something here any other time one of them's thinking is there something here the other one is quite clearly usually thinking oh there's nothing here the bit where he says yeah i slept with her and you see Ryan's sort of face full of it
1: and then yeah back
0: up it's like they keep sort of missing each other and
1: and she does test the waters what, what? with dialogue, and I think it's really subtle, because, like, we're watching it through different gazes, I watch it through a female gaze, you watch it through a male gaze, and the whole film's about different yes. perspective of women and men. I was gonna, so. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but she tests the water quite a lot by saying, like, after that moment in the museum where they're uncomfortably looking at each other, a little bit too long, you know, uh, uncomfortable, not because they shouldn't be, but because it's, like, they're friends, it's weird. Uh, yeah. She's like, oh, but I've, I've got a date. I was worried you'll be, you know, because we've been spending so much time, they start talking about dating. And it's like she's almost yes. waiting for him to reply with what she wants to hear.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I think that was the definitive moment where I knew that she reciprocated it because Harry was, mm. from the start, quite open that he fancies Sally. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know? He, and I think yeah. that's why it's interesting as well that, like you said, she wants him to say what she wants to hear but he never does and she never says quite what he wants her to say they challenge each other and that's why it's such an interesting relationship
1: yeah because harry's like meg ryan's growth and harry's growth is very very different so sorry sally's growth sally her growth doesn't really happen too quickly and it's not something that's as blatantly obvious as harry's you know starting to respect women when she calls him out on it when she's like you're an abomination to all women when he's talking about <laughs> casual sex and then yeah. after that if you notice he's way more respectful when talking about women and things like that um, yeah yeah so like her i think evolution comes from kind of loving life a little bit more he opens the fun side of her she lets loose she's slightly less prissy because she's very um Like, orderly, isn't she, Sally? Yes. Very precise. And that kind of preciseness slowly dwindles throughout the film. She doesn't change who she is in order to get the guy. She just enjoys life. She reaches her fulfilment, if that makes sense.
0: So it's nice in
1: that context that she doesn't have to change to get the guy. Um, Whereas Harry fully has to change to get the girl.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is good to see them both sort of mature and and become themselves Mm. almost because that that first you're right harry does do most of the the changing because that first scene where he's he's with his girlfriend and then gets in the car with sally and then you know by the end of the road trip is is saying that they should sleep together it's 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 gross and it's icky and it's and it's gooey um and also He's he's sort of bragging about the fact he's got this dark side. Yeah. And it's just it's it's so sort of like childish. He's like trying hard to be edgy and then when that doesn't work, he's trying hard to be blunt and matter of fact. But you're right that that he he matures and and changes the most. But it's not like he's a completely different character. He I think it's so funny that he speaks in absolutes like the whole film, that's his whole sort of gig. He'll just say some sort of weird social dynamic and say, Yeah, this is the same for all men and all women. No men no man can be friends with a woman. But it's very sort of like very Seinfeld, if you ever seen Seinfeld, the sort of conversations yeah, they have. Very. Very curvy enthusiasm where they're just sort of talking about and discussing the the sort of complexities and grey areas of, of social interaction. And whatnot
1: yeah i think that's what this film like tries to portray is like the barriers or the boundaries i guess of love in that mm. you've got the intimacy issue harry is not good with intimacy sally is maybe a little bit too much with intimacy she wanted the marriage with the wrong guy and whatnot. Um, yeah. harry will not be intimacy it's like societal conceptions as well of like harry doesn't really open up his emotions and he's quite a manly man isn't he in that sense quite yeah. like yeah you know touch feely not for me that's a girl thing and sally thinking that her life has a sell-by date of 40 when she thinks <laughs> you know yeah, i've got to get married a, i gotta have children <laughs>
0: crying listing everything wrong and i'll be 40 what, when in eight years yeah and it's just sitting there <laughs> <laughs> It's good it's 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 relatable to i mean you could put any number any every person has that number and when you reach that number you just pick a new number um it's good and you did sort of say earlier that there was a you watched it with a female gaze and i watched it with a male gaze
1: mm.
0: and, and one or, or perspective I'm not gaze um And I I did want to talk about that. How do you think this portrays, because I don't know, but how do you think this portrays the way sort of women act and and talk about relationships, I suppose specifically to each other? I know how women talk about relationships to men because I'm part of that conversation. But like when she's with uh, Carrie Fisher and her other friend, is that how women talk about relationships? Like you've got a sell-by date and you're sort of panicking about men and, and whatnot
1: i would say that it used to be like that not for me mm. but especially like for older generations definitely but yeah. um no none of my friends have these conversations at all yeah there's no it, sure felt, it felt a
0: little it that's what i sort sure of want to confirm because that scene where she is talking with her friends about that and one of them sleeping with a married man and and one of them's just broken up with someone, and then and so is she, and they're sort of panicking, but she's not, and she's sort of the weird one for not panicking, that she's just broken up with someone.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of moments in it that are problematic, because also, like, you got to remember, this was made in 89? Some in. <laughs> 80 something. 80-something? 88? 88 to 88, 89, I think, that's my guess. Um... <laughs> This is off the back of a women's rights movement, for starters, mm. where women 89. wanted to start working and stuff. And um, there's there's a there's a couple of I'd say maybe um, anti uh, not not necessarily anti, but definitely placing women in boxes, mm. understanding in the what? place, because like Harry, like the term high maintenance came from this film. Did it? Yeah, like culturally, yeah, anyway. Speaking, it's it's like. Sure proper uh same as um bunny boiler came from uh what's it mm. called you, you know what i mean these little like yeah. things that are embedded in our culture that we kind of knew about but until they came into popular media it wasn't really popular mm. but like Harry, you... the friend
0: zone yeah the friend friends.
1: zone which is stupid because there isn't a friend zone because if you're friends you shouldn't want to have sex with your friends so mm, there is no, no zone right
0: not according to billy crystal <laughs> the,
1: the paradox of the friend zone, um, But, yeah, like, referring to, like, high-maintenance and low-maintenance girls, it's like, you're either this, you're either that. And these are the two boxes, and one of the boxes is bad, but also the other box that you're in are bad. (laughs) So Mm, like,
0: I I thought it was because he sort of talks about how uh, men and women can't be friends because men just want to sleep with all their female friends, so it's never just about being friends, it's always about sex. And sure, he says his high maintenance, low maintenance thing, and and that's what's saying. He speaks in absolutes. He says all women are either high maintenance or low maintenance, and I think yeah. it is it is sort of it's iffy dialogue. Yeah. But I think it's it's more about it's more about Billy Crystal as a character than than actually uh, uh, the the script saying that this is is true.
1: Well, I'd, I'd say it's, like, a comment on male views, just as it's a comment on female views where, like...
0: Yeah, where she says, no.
1: Yeah. Or, like, you know, when... Like you say, they're all talking about marriage, female views. Like, oh, this is what yeah. we're worried about. Trying to, like, yeah, it's iffy because, from our perspective, it's iffy. I mean, I like having rights, so...
0: <laughs> it's pretty good yeah it's pretty, pretty
1: good, good. <laughs> um, but i don't think it impacted the enjoyment of the film for me because i, I kind of get it as satire harry's not yes the, the character here that we're meant to be sympathizing with even when no, he, he sort of divorces, grows out of
0: these opinions doesn't he?
1: yeah he does it's he he matures and gets rid of his ego mm. and his it was
0: absolutely hilarious uh, probably my funniest bit in the whole film is where he's talking to his mate at the, um, like the, the you know baseball pitching, whatever, yeah. and his friends are saying, oh you're 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 maturing because you've got a female friend and, and some little kid knocks on the and says how long are you going to be? He's like I was here first. He's like no you're, yes I was no <laughs> starts screaming at this child going
1: no yes no
0: yeah no I am maturing. Yes. <laughs>
1: There's so many moments like that in the film. That's that proper, just... like,
0: Simpsons humour. I loved it.
1: Yeah. It made me chuckle a lot, this film. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, there are moments where it's really touching. Like, I loved when they had their first proper argument as friends.
0: Mm, and they just hug it out.
1: Yeah. They're like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just a that little was hug.
0: Nice. Yeah. It was, it was nice because it was such a... I was about to say a fresh breath air. No, a breath of fresh air. Um, There's so much, like, so many films will have an argument like that. And Mm -hmm. this film sort of, it kind of does a bit bit later after they sleep with each other and how they deal with that or how Billy Crystal deals with it. But um, that so could have easily been a scene where they then do sort of have this you know end of the second act mm. big brr, and then don't talk to each other for like the next well 10 minutes of the film or, or two years of the film whatever i think um,
1: that is because i thought friendly, it was good that it? they
0: then just hug it out it was it was sort of good that not every argument in a film has to be right well this is the argument in the film and now these characters hate each other you can't just have an argument and they'll be like sorry
1: I think this is why as well this is like probably my favourite even though it's problematic my favourite rom-com because I'm not really that into rom-coms anyway but this one is kind of uh, special it's because it's just about Mm. real life it's messy and it's mundane nothing happens it's not like the hero jumps on a horse and grabs the girl or you know the girl is a sassy lawyer that needs a man or anything (laughs) like that it's just boy meets girl as simple as it can be and life is messy and you'll just get on with it and there's not a sell yeah. by date on love, there's not a sell by date no. on people, and it's just fun. Fun is not yeah. a describe. Like B Crystal I is amazing. Was... She was amazing yeah. too. Their chemistry yeah. on screen was I mean yeah, everyone
0: was good in this. I, I I don't know who that other bloke was, but I've not
1: Yeah. I don't think it's I've good. ever seen
0: Carrie Fisher in anything other than Star Wars. So.
1: <laughs> the only Star Wars actor that can act. Yeah, well uh,
0: he, that's probably true, but I like Harrison Ford, but I don't think he can act. He does what he does very well, but I don't think he can do anything outside of it.
1: And Mark Campbell can voice act very <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah,
0: very well. Yeah. But
1: But she is amazing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I didn't she, even recognise she... her
0: at first, I was like, No, yeah, I I it says at the start, you know, it goes through all the actors' names and mm. the, the opening title says Carrie Fisher. I was like, Oh, Carrie Fisher's in this and about forty minutes in I thought, Where's Carrie Fisher? That's <laughs> like well, that's that's Carrie Fisher, isn't it? <laughs> I forgot. She just blended into the role very well. Very well. Well done, Karen. Um, it was quite interesting. Have you seen a film called The Sure Thing?
1: No, I have not.
0: Well, maybe we could um, at some point in season two <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, complete our Rob Reiner trilogy uh, with The Sure Thing. It's a film he directed uh, like sort of five years before this, I think mid-80s. Mm. Um and it's essentially the opening of this film. Yeah. You know, two people uh, going from sort of a car share from, from uni or college or whatever it was. Imagine that as the whole film. That's the sure thing.
1: Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. That's also so difficult. So clearly he. he
0: <laughs> yeah. So he probably. It's probably both come from the same idea. that as a concept and then this just sort of works on it uh, in like a 12 year span instead of because it starts the exact same, it's two people, essentially the same characters, one's you know, the the uptight sort of high maintenance lady and then this sort of laid back, hey I don't care about anything I just want to sleep with women guy and on this road trip but instead of 12 years from then they like each other, sort of by the end of the road trip they grow and yeah. And really good film. I do really like the sure Shir Thing. Um, and when this film started, I was like, oh, he did it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think i probably prefer this to the Shir Thing, though.
1: There are a couple wonder... of moments in this film that make me cringe, though. I'm not very good with cringy yeah. things.
0: Which bits? Um, I don't think I cringed.
1: Oh, I cringed the night after, the morning after.
0: Ooh, yeah a little bit but that that's supposed to all right so you cringe where you're supposed to cringe you mean
1: yeah I'm like during the orgasm scene I know it's funny but
0: yeah that, that is was horrible hard to watch <laughs> yeah I thought again that was a good sort of uh show oh, of God. there's very obvious signs that he's maturing but it's like you said it's a little less obvious that she's maturing um but that's their their first encounter. Uh, they go to a diner on their road trip mm-hmm. and she sort of loudly says i've had great sex and then sort of everyone stops talking and looks at her, and she looks very embarrassed that she said that out loud and then 10 years later she's able to just fully on fake an orgasm in a diner and, and not break a sweat so that's she's sort of become less or oh, in maintenance i'm a uh, for uh, I'm putting air quotes around high maintenance. Make can see it, sit. you can't. High maintenance.
1: He's not, he's um. a sexist.
0: <laughs> what the heck, don't help me. I'm joking. Um, but yeah I thought that was a good little sort of parallel.
1: Not to like be too Freudian with this film.
0: Do it, it's always fun.
1: There is a little bit of feeder pool going on and let me tell you why. The woman who says I'll have what she's having is Rob Reiner's <laughs> mum.
0: <laughs> jeez christ <bro. laughs>
1: so like i'm awkward i think sally is a bit awkward which is nice and relatable but like i think there's too much pressure in rom-coms and in just general- everyday life to be really romantic and this film is not particularly romantic but there's moments where it's yeah. really sweet and i enjoy that like yeah um, when he's in- talking about sally And he's like, oh, Sally will order food in the way that the chef wouldn't know. And it's just a really, like, fly-off compliment. But it's, like, does that make sense? It's really romantic Mm. in a, like, a touching way. It's like when people put food on your plate for you or things like that. It's like, it can be platonic or it can be romantic. It's just a really nice way of showing affection.
0: Mm. And especially as sort of the first time she does that in front of him, he thinks it's hilarious and really weird, but then,
1: yeah, yeah, it's so just it comes nice. Comes to be
0: something he, he then loves about her, and it's in his little speech at the end. I yeah. love it. It takes like you an hour and a half to water a sandwich.
1: <laughs> it does take a he? while. Yeah, there's like oh. there's so many little intimate moments that aren't like mm. overtly intimate, and that could be taken either way, platonic or romantic. And you mm. know, it's nice. It's like mm. when they're hanging out, and it's mm. platonic, and then when they're hanging out and they're dating, it's um. It's nice to see the evolution of different types of love as well, because, like, I think that the film kind of insinuates that through these conversations, our characters are gaining a kind of love that lays you bare, like, completely emotionally.
0: Yeah. Like, they've seen each other at their most vulnerable. Yeah. And then that's when they have sex.
1: Exactly. They've both been depressed, they've both picked each other off from it, and... They've both like gained affection from a mutually respected standpoint. They respect mm. each other before they even try anything, and I just think that's so refreshing. It's not just like first sight ball that happens because let's be honest, no. <laughs> so mm. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's about growth, and that's fun. People should grow. It's always nice to grow and make yeah. your mistakes and move on. Everyone makes mistakes. It's very um, <laughs> slice of life.
0: It is, yeah, or slices of life. Oh. Because oh. there's more than one slice, um, but like you said, yeah, it's 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 sweet, but it's not overly romantic. And they sort of talk about that, where uh, Sally's talking about her that first relationship yeah. or or the relationship she has in between that first five years, um, mm. or in between the second five years, uh, where they don't have children, and she says how they sort of said to each other it's great that we don't have kids we can we can have sex on the kitchen floor and not worry about someone walking in or we can we can fly to Rome in a moment's notice and then she says one day she said to him but we don't fly to Rome in a moment's notice and Mm. we I wouldn't want to have sex on the kitchen floor it's it's cold (laughs) it's cold and hard that's true it's like we have this version of our relationship in our head but it's not actually what our relationship is and it's it's not fulfilling them. And I think she also says at one point that she doesn't miss him, she misses the idea of him, you know, what he he bore. And again that links back to what you said even even further ago that she is sort of she's looking for that relationship more than she's looking for the man to have it with. Yeah. She wants a family, she wants kids. And she was sort of quite happy almost to settle With someone that she maybe didn't even like or didn't even realise that she didn't like, if that meant she could have all that.
1: Mm, It's only when she lets all of that go Mm. that she gets happy, you know. Yeah. Um. Same for Harry. He didn't think he wanted anything. Now he does.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's good. It's really, really sort of interesting way to watch people grow. And I think it does do it, again, talking about the uh, before trilogy. That's a lot slower and a lot more sort of... <laughs> I don't know if you if you would call it realer. It's almost more romantic, but sort of more real
1: mm. at
0: the same time. I think just because it's so sort of... I don't know, there's less conversations about... Uh, you know, social interactions that sound like they were actually written by a comedian. Yeah. Which a lot of this film does sound like, and it's more just sort of people talking about themselves and whatnot. But I, I don't think I don't think this film suffers because of that. I think that's that sort of most of its charm is is the way they uh, speak to each other and the conversations they have yeah. that that aren't necessarily about their relationship just the conversations they have that are funny and and is what they like about each other.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, spot on. <laughs> spot, spot, on, spot on. Spot on, So I, I watched this film this morning because I, I remembered that, like, I obviously have watched it before, that's the whole point, that I'd watched it so long ago. And, like, one of the things I thought of, I watched it when I was a bit younger, so I was probably about maybe 16, 15, 16. Hmm. And when I watched it last, I really enjoyed it, but I thought it was really slow. And looking at mm, it from... Really? Yeah, but looking at it from now, from a slightly older perspective, it was so much like... It wasn't slow at all. No, no mean... I wouldn't call it slow. No, so... um, shows you how I have grown watching this film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just so good. Because, like, like I say, nothing happens, but so much happens.
0: So if if, they, if someone was making this film... Mm. But for your life, it would be you watching this film, and it would go five years later, and it would be you watching this film.
1: <laughs> it's a dream. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of the the whole five years later, but every time there's a time jump, it uh has a couple sitting down and talking about how they sort of first met.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, are
0: those are those real? So. I thought the first one was. But then the second one seemed... And then the third one seemed even more staged. I don't know.
1: They're real stories. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Written and filmed by Rob Reiner. People, but they got actors for the camera. For, like, legal reasons and for aesthetic reasons, I suppose. But they're all real stories. Yes, and delivery reasons. And, like, there's one story in the middle where it's, like, this Robert De Niro fella who talks Mm. about, oh, yeah... Me and her, we divorced, and then I met my second wife, and then I was on my third, and then I had this bird called Roxanne, and then I saw my first wife again, and I was like, that's the one for me.
0: That's 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 the one I thought was sort of too scripted, but yeah, it's it, real. It, it makes yeah, it makes more sense that it's a real story, but but sort of written adapted for the screen, I suppose, because you wouldn't tell it that good, would you?
1: No. Because it was is
0: concise. That's a that's an hour story, but just condensed and delivered really well.
1: There was um the one couple, the 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 Asian couple, Mm. loved like I loved that story when they were talking about it was arranged marriage, and he snuck in to see her, and then he was like, ah, if she, I wanted to see whether. She looks nice or not. And then he was like, Oh, <laughs> she looked nice. But like that can be taken in so many different ways, right? Yeah. He's like yeah. either attracted or like I think some people look mean and are mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you know? yeah, and that. then you
1: actively give a wide berth to them even during the day. So mm. that was quite sweet, I thought. I was like, that's the one for me. She looks nice. Just a, Yeah. it's not like saying, you know, oh, just fit. She was like it's just a really sweet compliment, I think. Yeah. yeah. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> just nice. that's enough.
0: Sometimes not isn't nice is enough. <laughs> yeah. I thought it'd be funny if um, Rob Reiner came to you and, and said, Can I have can I use your story for you know, I'm getting stories of relationships for this film and there's gonna be a little bits and he you know, pictures you the idea and you're like, Oh sweet, yeah, that sounds great and you tell it, and then it's not in the film. <laughs> what the hell, <heck>, Rob? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the story the couple's testimony were all so cute every single one of them was so individual mm. but you could see that was genuine care behind each of them
0: yeah it's and now nice. i uh sort of i knew it was from when harry met Sally, but now i can understand better and appreciate the uh, reference in the uh, big mouth valentine's <laughs> yeah episode yeah, because i do the same thing throughout the episode where it's how people met i think it's their hormone monsters isn't it which yeah is hilarious and i think that is the best episode and now it's an even better episode for me because <laughs> now i get it a bit more
1: oh something else in this reminded me of big mouth actually the jazz oh, i loved the score of this film that mm, reminds me yeah. of um what's the geezer in the uh the fella that lives in the loft
0: do killings. Yeah,
1: it reminded me like you, the jazz music quite sporadically in the singing. There's quite a lot yeah. of um, jazz, and the score of this film was just so like jazz. I think is quite a romantic and soulful music anyway, but not like um like over the top cheesy romance like Mister Sandman and all those like yes. boop, 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 boop kind of <laughs> things. You know, yeah. it, it's like like soulful yeah soul and it was just nice because i think this film has a lot of soul in it especially Mm. with the talking um and i thought it doesn't like when i first heard the music with the film it didn't quite make sense because it's just a couple of people in a car but when you realize what the film's about with all the talking and with like two souls literally learning to adapt together to become like one couple i was like oh Mm. that is a really smart choice of music that they use there and it is a tasty mm. choice of
0: music. Yeah, that is another aspect that sort of reminded me of it as a, as a Woody Allen film. Mm. You got you got the New Yorkers the setting, very yeah. Woody Allen. You got the music, which was quite Woody Allen. It's, it's just about a relationship. I think the thing that was least Woody Allen about it was the lack of Woody Allen or a Woody Allen stand-in because sort of all these films, Manhattan, Annie Hall, and, and <laughs> the other ones you've always usually got Woody Allen in it or someone just basically playing Woody Allen, all of his protagonists, these sort of awkward, neurotic, bumbling, but sort of romantically successful people. Instead, you've got Billy Crystal, who the first first thing he does in this film is eat a grape and then spit the seeds out the window, but the window's not wound down. He goes, oh, I wound the window down. <laughs> <laughs> just so sort of uncharismatic. and But he is charismatic, but he's, he's sort of, he's not neurotic. He doesn't care what people think. He knows what people think, and he's hyper aware of how people think, or he thinks that he is, but he just sort of doesn't care and rejects society almost in their conventions and just does his own thing. I thought it was it was it was almost an improvement on the formula. But I do love Madman I do love any
1: I think as well it's quite relatable, isn't it? Because I mean often times yeah. you meet people you don't like and then after a while you're like, actually, not that bad. Um Yeah, yeah
0: there are there are aspects in in both and not as a whole but you can appreciate and sort of relate. Mm. To them and and the conversations they have i mean it, anyone would have a stake in in at least one of the things they talk about and the way they talk about people being with each other and how it works and because because of the way again he just talked in matter of fact statements men can't be friends with women because there's always sex involved you know you're sitting there thinking of course they can but it's that's what he means every time he says one of those things is I can't be friends with women, mm. because I'm always thinking about sex, and you see him get through that, but the way he speaks does sort of engage you as an audience and get you thinking and get you involved in the conversation they're having, more often than not, you're on Meg Ryan's side of me, like, you're ridiculous, what are you talking about, you sad little man?
1: <laughs> I, um, I I really enjoyed, you know, when Carrie Fisher and Meg, other guy, become a couple and they're choosing mm. stuff at their house and there's that horrific oh, yeah. wagon wheel table
0: oh you thought it was horrific i thought <laughs> it was quite cool
1: <laughs> it was horrific and what i mean it's like so, in the right room like, which is
0: basically what she's saying but in the right room that could work
1: maybe for like something like if you had a little bar something gimmicky in there would be all right yeah. but for a living room piece and all your a it just had a hole in the middle of the table making it completely impractical for storing stuff on a (laughs) table it was just a glass (laughs) ornament but like this couple have this bicker about it but it's not nasty and like obviously having a climber in the house myself i'm often stumbling into things, boards and like things that are really ugly because they're for climbing which is like not the most aesthetic thing ever and for someone who's like all about Aestheticism, it angers me. Uh, <laughs> but those bickers are natural and they're not nasty. And like, the climbing stuff's in the house is about compromise, isn't it? You get the climbing stuff mm. in the house, I get my fossils. It's just. <laughs> that's that's it's so that's life. realistic. Yeah.
0: Apart from he has to throw it out.
1: He fr- but he kept the He bastard. doesn't have to throw it out, he chooses to throw it out because Harry yes. says. I was being nice.
0: (laughs) I was being nice. (laughs) Yeah. And then when they see him taken out, he's like, don't say anything.
1: (laughs) Also, they were good friends because they understood his outburst wasn't directed at them. They just let it go.
0: He just needed to vent.
1: Yeah, exactly. They weren't even angry before Sally mentioned that he'd seen his ex-wife. Yeah, so and then when
0: he leaves, they don't go, God, oh, what an arsehole, they say, they say, you'll never grow to hate me, or something, I can't remember what they say, but they just sort of reassure each other. It's nice. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's good. It's lovey-dovey, in it's... in not a totally cringy, icky way.
1: Mm. And, like, Harry and Helen's relationship was doomed from the beginning because he was still hitting on Sally when he was engaged, yeah. so...
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like i'm so surprised she left me but she was actively <laughs> trying to engage other women yeah you
0: know yeah um, he he, yeah. he does have a very good arc
1: a very hard lesson him? for him to have learned but it made him all the better for it so mm. what a good film
0: <laughs> yeah you you were saying or, or i asked oh sorry uh a while ago um, sorry no 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 <laughs> if if you thought this was a realistic way women talk to each other and, oh, yeah. um, and whatnot, like you said not so much, but I did just want to say I thought uh, his his conversations with his mate at the um, baseball whatever and at the football game, very realistic of the way men talk to each other about <laughs> relationships, probably because this was probably written by a bloke.
1: Um, it was written by a woman yes. called Nora. I think. Never
0: mind. Then. I don't know how she <laughs> nailed the bloke side of stuff and not so much the women, but um, yeah, when they're at a football game as well, um, they're talking about, quite matter of factly, about, mm. oh, this happened and she's left me and whatnot, but every time this Mexican wave goes around, they're <laughs> going, we up with it, which I thought was just hilarious and <laughs> totally spot on for how blokes will just sort of sit down and say to each other, this happened, this happened, what the heck? Yeah, I know, right? Whee, Mexican wave. I thought it was uh, a very way, very, very way. I thought it was a very clever way um, for them to set up the sort of what you. I suppose you could call the central conflict of the film, which is essentially these two people's different viewpoints on love and yeah. relationship, which, again, I always like a film that's a bit more grounded and a little less Got to save the end of the world and, and and whatnot. It's just it's just two people, just and their relationship and their ends of the world and whatnot. But yeah, I thought it was a good way to set up that that is the main conflict of the film by having them argue initially about the ending of Casablanca, which is, which they're they're both quite right that it is arguably one of the most romantic <laughs> endings of one of the most romantic films, or also not a very romantic end because they just leave each other. It's sort of quite heartbreaking and sad and, and them saying, well, I wouldn't stay with that one. Why wouldn't you say, well, I thought it was good that they're sort of, they, they start by pinpointing this piece of, piece of pop culture that you know, most of the audience is mm. either going to have seen or be aware of and that they both have opposing views on a very famous bit and, and that is the whole film almost works out outwards from that one bit and they do return to it. At one point, and again, another bit of how Sally has matured, because she's changed her mind on that ending as well, which, very good.
1: No, it's just for them gaslights, and she's like, I never said that. I wouldn't say <laughs> no, that. I wouldn't say that. I not say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's good, because that is how you, that's how you grow as a person, how your, your past self is almost a stranger.
1: Yeah, it's you a should, nice little you... reflection, isn't it?
0: Yeah, if you told me some of the stuff I'd say that. I wouldn't say that. I probably say that about stuff I said five minutes ago because I'm just a contrarian. Yay. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> no, it's like um that bit where Sally was like, "You said we can't be friends in the airport," and Harry's like, "Yeah, <laughs> I didn't say that." She's like, "Why no, she <laughs> would well, I want to say that?" And then they just <laughs> argue, and he's like, "I'll let you walk ahead." <laughs> he just stands <laughs> away. And... <laughs>
0: yeah. That's always a good. That's always a good, a good gag. Like, fine, let's leave then. Bye, and then they both walk the same direction. <laughs> it's like okay, I'll wait. Always funny as well is a uh, dictionary scene. Did you get baby talk?
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah, I got it. It was easy. Yeah, bunch of idiots in that room. <laughs>
1: give this film a rate. Right.
0: I'm going to give it. Yep. A.
1: Maybe an 8. An 8? Maybe an 8. Yeah. 8 out of 10. I, I, go I wonder more. how it
0: will do on a, on a second view. Because, you know, the best films you can watch over and over and over and over again. I don't know if this would get better or worse. You'd think. I enjoyed it. you get more to know them
1: better. The second time. But yeah. I also noticed more the second time. Like, cause mm. there, there's so much dialogue in this film. A yes. lot comes at you in a relatively short amount of time, right? 90 minutes mm. to get 12 years worth of conversation built up. Um, so, I would say probably better, but I'd leave it a while before you watch it again, because... Yeah, because
0: I think a lot of the excitement a lot of the drama comes with not knowing how their relationship is going to go, and that's sort of the Point of the film that the, the relationships can be—that's sort of the, the the vignettes in between where it's real couples or, or real testimonies, not real couple actors, but real couple stories—is mm. this stuff can happen in any which way. You know, you meet once, and you meet the second time five years later, and you meet a third time five years later, and that's when it finally happens. It can happen totally differently for different people, and I think that is what this film or at least what i think it would work best at is you don't quite know how it's going to go forwards but obviously now you would but yeah because it's, it's very dialogue and, and funny so it is got a lot of that trust and because you're getting to know these people maybe the more you watch it the more you know them and the more you like them i but, think i still yeah.
1: enjoyed it as much though even knowing what's happening yeah i think that's
0: why it's a shame that that final speech is so famous because i just knew how the film was gonna end
1: yeah that's true
0: which you know often it's it's not about the journeys it's, you know, it's not about the destinations about the journey but mm. i think for this film especially it's it's probably best not to know where it's going and and what beats is gonna follow maybe because yeah. yeah like those 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 couples are saying you got the first one that says the first time i saw her i knew him. we were married at month later, and then there's that other couple that say we lived on the same street and then we moved into the same apartment block and then we worked at the same place or whatever, and that whole time we never bumped into each other, not once. And then after we've essentially spent our whole lives just missing each other after like ten years, we finally met each other. And that's when we fell in love. It's about the different ways it can happen. Because I thought the film could have been like they meet five years later they meet five years later they meet five years later they meet because that's what it was looking like but then at about the half hour mark that calms down it slows down Mm. it's just about different ways it can happen
1: yeah it was lush the sound it's lovely it's a sweet film with a sweet resolution and
0: Mm. you know what isn't a sweet and lovely film misery have you seen misery
1: is that the one with the writer? Yeah. Um, ages and ages ago, but I can't remember hardly any. With Kathy. Mm. Burn,
0: yeah, Kathy right? Bates. Yeah, Kathy yeah, yeah Because that's Rob Reiner as well.
1: Is it? So we you could... could
0: finish our Rob Reiner trilogy with that.
1: Yeah. If
0: if you if you have seen it, but you don't. I really ages remember
1: ago. like one thing, and that's when she reveals herself to be a maniac, and she takes the typewriter, and she's like, "You gotta start writing." <laughs>
0: Yeah, great film. Uh, no, we could definitely do that, then, if you barely remember. It.
1: All right.
0: In season two. <laughs> in season two. The last season I'm, I'm very there. excited about this season two, I'll tell you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can start it scene if you'd like. What about in January?
0: No, no, no. No, well, we'll uh, we could be yearly jobbing. No, I don't know. Well, maybe we'll get to a round number with series one. I think this, this would be episode 16. Yeah. I reckon. So maybe, maybe there's 20 episodes in a series. I don't know. I don't this would be our
1: fourth month, so. Jeez. Uh, if we did 20, that would obviously be fifth month. So every five months, not too bad.
0: Every five months, yeah. Every
1: five. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, thank you for listening. Thank you. Stay tuned for Harry the rest Met of Sally. series one. Yes. Watch films,
1: good. Recommend. Or
0: maybe watch it before listening to this.
1: Oh, yeah, do Then watch the podcast
0: out. would be better. <laughs> I mean, do watch it now if you haven't seen it. uh, Good. Anyway, goodbye.
1: Goodbye.